we've been living in a very limited reality. And so just even having that awareness of that, that's really limiting. And I don't want to be there anymore. And setting that intention where I'm open to the expansion that's available to me. I'm open to seeing everything that's ready to be healed. I'm open to ease within that healing. I'm open mm -hmm. to receiving my full and true self and alignment. That in itself is so productive. And it's not only the affirmations and the mantras. Those are powerful in their own right as thoughts, but as we feel that those, those concepts, those mantras, and we embody them, that's where we make the vibrational shifts. And so when our vibration shifts, we emit a different frequency, therefore interacting with a different frequency outside of ourselves. So the more we practice being what we want to be, that in itself resolves so much of the, the limitation and the old defaults that we're in. Welcome to the Goddess Talk Podcast, a platform inspiring you to remember your power, step into your divine purpose, and activate your most fulfilling, abundant life. Join me and my guests for conversations around spirituality, self-development, wellness, women's empowerment, and soul-led business. I'm so grateful to have you with me. Let's jump in. Hi beauties, welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast and to episode 50 of the show. Super exciting to be sharing this milestone with you. And in this episode, I interviewed Jean Atman and this was one of those interviews where we both came into it with notes and ideas for the direction of our conversation. And as soon as we hit record, all of that went out the window and we were taken in a completely new direction. And to be honest, these are always my favorite interviews because that is how I know that they are fully spirit led and that there was a divine intelligence speaking through each of us. There was a divine intelligence with a message to share that was using our vessels as conduits uh, to reach some part of the collective, right? So we together navigate this process of awakening that's happening from shadow to light. And we talk about this process of releasing old paradigm structures and systems and beliefs, how to know what to bring with us as we're evolving individually and collective and what it really means to let some of these old ways go and dissolve. And within that as well, moving beyond our old defaults in terms of our habits, our identities, our choices, our relationships, and inviting in, anchoring in these more expansive ways of operating, moving out of lack and hard work and into abundance and ease, and also becoming greater quantum creators. So what does it look like to hold our intentions in the quantum and not waver in those even before physical evidence has arrived even before things have manifested physically how do we create the new and bring that in to the physical reality 
when we've been so used to living in a different way, when we've been so used to experiencing a different reality. And then also discovering your authentic truth in a world of a lot of delusion, a lot of conformity happening. And lastly, just letting go of this need to prove yourself or convince others that you're right and instead calling in your soul aligned tribe. Really being mindful of where you are focusing your energy and attention during this time, whether that is in your personal life or in business. Which type of clients are you calling in? Clients that don't get it, that are your biggest critics, that need a lot of convincing, or those who are on the same path, those who are ready to evolve right along with you. So definitely a lot of ground covered in this conversation But this is really the episode to listen to for all of you who are super ready to start playing with these new ways of being that are becoming available and also who just want to be a little bit held during this time, who are finding it a little bit overwhelming, a little bit tricky to navigate um, all of the changes and all of the fast movement that's happening on the planet right now. It can be a little bit disorienting. So have a listen if you're ready to really understand this ascension from a deeper level and really navigate it in a way that will serve both your highest good and the highest good for everyone around you and just open up so much possibility to your life. I'm sending all of you a big, big love as always. I hope that you enjoy listening and I will see you in the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. I'm here today with Jean Atman, who is a soul evolution coach and energy medicine specialist. I'm super excited to be here with you, Jean. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. So to begin, will you just tell us a little bit about your story of kind of coming into this work and what it means to be a soul evolution coach and energy medicine specialist? These are not ordinary terms. So tell us what it's all about. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's it's always been a little bit hard to define what I do just because it is such a vast experience, you know, tapping into multidimensional aspects of people. Um, how do you put words to that when I don't even know if words properly exist for that? Um, so it's been a little bit of a challenge to just kind of whittle it down into kind of a human understanding of it, even for myself personally. Um, but ever since I was a, a small child, I've been really tapped into the upper realms. I would see things in our house growing up. I would feel things kind of sit at the base of my bed and rest their hand on my leg, things that weren't there that I was always having experiences with. So I spent, um, a large portion of my childhood kind of shutting that part down because no one else in my household saw things, believed in things, understood what I was going through. So I thought it was something just really kind of weird or strange within me. And it had me questioning a lot of times if that was really real. And it kind of can make you feel a little a little crazy sometimes, you know, when you're experiencing something that no one else is. Um, so I spent some time kind of shutting that part down 
But as I continued to grow, it really just continued to kind of tap at me um, throughout my whole life. And I've always been sort of a, a supporter, a, a giver, a person who wants to make sure that everyone else around me is okay. And so I've always been kind of on this mission to help people help humanity. And it continued to grow throughout not only my, my personal growth, but throughout my professional career as well. Um, and the directive of helping people, I just continued to want to learn more and more about, <clears throat> excuse me, the human condition, how the body works, how the mind works. I've got a degree in psychology. I went back to school for neuromuscular therapy, anatomy and physiology. I just couldn't, this thirst for knowledge. Um, and once I had all the systems, kind of an understanding of the systems, the energetic portion of my work continued to come in and grow. So once I gained an understanding that the energy and all the upper realm aspects weren't just unique to me, that other people also experienced these things, I had sort of a segue into um, other people's experiences, it really helped me learn more about my own stuff and it became less intimidating to me because I didn't feel so strange in a strange land, you know? So the work just evolved throughout the years um, and within my, my natural desire to help people as well as my ability to see everything that's going on in this dimension and others, it just felt like a very natural um, progression into doing the work that I do. Mm, well, one, I just want to say I totally relate to that um, sentiment about it being difficult to define the work, the work that you do, um, because it is, it's multidimensional, it's multifaceted, and it's, it's almost more felt than it can be understood. And I totally, I often have the experience of like, okay, I'm getting this maybe download or I feel this, but how do I actually put this into words? Like how words couldn't possibly explain what I'm feeling or what's coming through. So I often, even just when I'm called to share like a message or guidance with my audience, sometimes I struggle with the wording to actually communicate the message because it, it feels so much more vast than words. So I totally feel that. Um, and I also just wanted to, to say a little bit as well to this feeling of always wanting to help humanity. And I've had that in myself as well for as long as I can remember. And it's just been, it's never been more clear that that's what I came here to do. And I'm sure for you as well, that that's what you came here to do as it is right now, as we're seeing the awakening that's happening all around us and how, um, how people are starting to be so so much more open to receiving help to ascending to transforming on their own it's like yes this is exactly why i'm here and all my experiences in the past have totally been leading me up to this pivotal moment in history so it's just really special to kind of look back on our life and see all those things clicking all those experiences that we've had how it's all been leading us up to this really powerful moment so just love that and i, I totally resonate with everything that you shared I love that. And, you know, it's, it's a very different experience for those of us that are on that mission and on that path. And, you know, if you call yourself a healer or a light worker, or a starseed, you've got all these names out there, but you know, if you feel that deep desire within and that resonance of being compelled in that way, you know, that's part of the mission, but what's been kind of an interesting part as we move from the old paradigm and the density and the heaviness of energy and into more of the light and the illumination of things, I'm finding that that mission needs to be tweaked. 
So whereas before we might have been self-sacrificing and overgiving oh, and all of those things, yes. right? That's old paradigm. When we come into the new earth energy, it's a balance within. It's really discerning what serves us and therefore serves humanity. It's that all can be honored and served at the same time. So it's a very different perspective that we're shifting into right now. And I think we're being asked to drop off all the things that just don't work. <laughs> and all the old systems, all the old defaults, all the old belief systems, all the subconscious blocks, all of that stuff, it's time to let it go. So we're really unpacking so much right now. And like, for instance, my old version of self was a lot of warrior energy. I was advocating for people. I was fighting for people. I was making sure that the underdogs were taken care of, that no one was left behind. And so that was kind of my focus for a long time. But I started to realize that my job here is to really help people to ascend. And so to focus on people that are actually on the awakening path are my people. It's not the ones that are in complete resistance to the path, which is where I had been focusing, yes. you know, so as we're really stepping into our mission, we're being asked to really check in with our demographic. Are those the people who don't want to be helped the ones you should be focusing on? Or is that just exhausting you, you know, or is your demographic, the people who are looking for guidance, looking for assistance, that's your demographic. Therefore, the energy isn't like, you know, shouting into the wind. It's literally, you know, putting this information, the guidance out there and it being received and therefore building this co-creative energy to continue to generate, therefore uplifting everyone. So we as light workers really need to be cautious right now where we're spending our energy and our focus, because that makes a huge difference as to, to the capacity that we can do our work. Yes, yes, yes. It's like the the quality of the leadership is has never been more important than it is right now. And we can't create what we want to create in the world by um, if we're still carrying the old systems within ourselves. Like we're the micro to the macro. So if we want to create change in the macro, it, it really does start with us. And the way that we show up to everything, who we're being in every part of our life is so, so incredibly important. For sure, it is. And as we recognize all the old systems that we were born into, you know, it's been a lot of ego-based stuff, meeting other people's expectations, needing to prove your value, prove your worth, all of these things that are really energetically and emotionally, mentally draining. You know, we've been living kind of in the dark ages <laughs> where we've been literally living in the shadow. And all of these pieces of the insecurities, the unworthiness, you know, all of that stuff is shadow parts of self where all these new light codes are coming in now. We're having the opportunity to see the shadow. And what, what kind of is intimidating to people is they don't like those pieces of self. So they like to suppress and ignore and deflect and escapism tactics and all the things that people do. But what I always like to stress so much is there's nothing to fear in there. It's just parts of self that are really needing to be nurtured and exceptionally nurtured. Yes. And so when we can see is nothing to fear, but just something that needs some love, it's like, oh, well, that's not so scary. You know, we can get in there more easily. And when you look at those shadow parts and you shine some light, a lot of times it's all they need to shift. 
And the more that we're kind of flipping to the other side of that coin and coming into our, the light expression versus the shadows expression, it makes so much more ease with life and everything that we want that already exists in our alignment resides there within the light, within the illumination. So this process of awakening that we're going through and ascension is really coming in and and nudging everyone and asking everyone to come into their source of light as opposed to the dark where they've been living in the density. You know, so we're we're dealing with the multi-dimensions of the 3D, the 4D, the 5D, the transitions. We're dealing with all the old default patterns into awakening illumination. I mean, there's so many systems that are working right now. (laughs) It can feel overwhelming to try to manage all of that. And when you're unpacking all this stuff, you're like, which parts do I need? Do I still need this? Is this going to serve me in the future? Should I hold this? Should I let it go? Are these tools still serving me? It's really confusing and can be overwhelming. Um, so I encourage people to just take some pause and really be in the moment and in the present. Because if we're you know, trying to navigate and manage the past and navigate and manage the future, we're still being stretched away from ourselves. And so the more we can come into our center and just be here in the now we have clarity in the present moment. We know exactly how we feel in the present moment. And then therefore we know how to move in which direction to move in the present moment. But what stagnates people is when the fears and the worries of where they're going start to come in and then people get paralyzed within that place and they don't move at all. And that's probably the most painful part of this process. We can go with the flow. It might be a little scary because it's very fast moving right now, right? But when you can when you can ride the current versus fighting it, it's it's liberating. You're energized within that, and it becomes fun. So something that I'm thinking as you're as you're sharing as well is with the shadow aspects. I find that often another reason that there's such a resistance to going there is because there's so much judgment around those parts of ourselves. There's so much imposed wrongness around those aspects of ourselves. Um, and so we, we were not willing to feel them fully. And, and just like you said, they, they, so often they just want to be expressed fully so that they can move and clear. <laughs> and something that I've really come to understand recently is that the shadows are often such a gift when they arise It's this gift of, and it's actually a confirmation that what we're desiring is actually inevitable and is happening right now. The shadow comes up. It's not this evidence of, oh, I must really be small. I must really be powerless. I must really be, and I'm just going to be in this forever doom and pain. It's actually, oh, wait, this is evidence. Something is happening. The shadow is coming up. I'm going to feel it fully. And then it's going to clear. So there's actually space for my inevitable desire to land. Exactly. I just so eloquently and beautifully said. <laughs> so beautiful. Exactly. Because we hold all this stuff. And, you know, even trauma from the past sets us up for energetic congestion, right? So when that starts to surface and we feel that, it can be a little intimidating because it starts to become more real and more loud. <laughs> but if we can allow that to flow outward and create that space, it really does set you up for so much more opportunity of the new to enter in. But yeah, it can't. New, we cannot, like, think about if you're gripping onto something with a tight fist, you know, until you let that go, the only thing you can hold is what you've already been gripping onto. But when you open your hands and you're ready to receive something new, then you're inviting that stuff in. So beautifully said. 
Yeah, I find as well, um, oh, I'm, I feel like there, I'm losing my train of thought because there's just so many things that I am thinking as you're sharing. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, oh my gosh. What was I saying? I don't know. Okay. I know we're totally up in the ethers and you can feel that when you, when you travel upward and you're in the vastness and you're in the expansion, you're like, oh my gosh, which, which parts do we want to play with <laughs> next? It can be a lot. I know when we, when we start to move into that place, and that's the other thing that I'm noticing too, that I found myself even personally, when I'm starting to explore these outer dimensional topics of the new earth, they do feel so much more expansive and because they're not solidified into these places where even old spiritual concepts where, you know, triggers equals this triggers equals soul growth, hard lessons equals benefit and growth and like yes. all these old spiritual concepts. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's just a very linear, linear feeling in the old. And as we come into the new, it's not linear at all. It's, there's so many moving parts. And what I think is so beautiful about this is we're not meant to mentally process the things like we thought we once were. So the mind in the old paradigm is like, how are we going to do this? How is this going to work? What's going to happen next? What can we expect then? Who's going to be involved? How much is this going to cost? Like all the details that just continue to weigh and heavy on your field, where now we're coming into a place that's more heart-centered, more unified within self. And there's not, like you even said earlier, it's hard to find words to describe this because they don't exist <laughs> in this place. It's not the linearity like we're used to. It's this place of expansion that we've not had, you know, kind of experiences with. So we don't really know how to behave there <laughs> quite yet. Yes. This is such a learning curve for all of us right now, just to see what's going to happen there. And we don't know. And we can't attach to any of it because we don't know. <laughs> so just to feel okay, feel like, like you have trust in the process of being okay and know, have a deep sense of knowing that no matter what happens, everything is going to continue to be okay. And it's like, oh, there's such a sense of relief that comes with that. You don't have to know all the stuff. You don't have to implement all the moving parts. You can just trust what you feel, go where you're led and see what happens and yes. know that it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's liberating, but it's confusing at the same time. Because you're like, how does this work? <laughs> what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be doing something, but it's like, no, come into this place of beingness. See how that feels. Try it on a little bit, you know? Um, yeah. So it's very different. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is so funny because you totally just touched on exactly what it was that I wanted to say. And oh, that funny. was that uh, it's the, we can't, I think so often people come into, okay, I'm, I'm trying to move out of my shadows and into the light. So how do I do that? What are the five steps to doing that? But it's, it's again, just like you were, were just saying is it's the feelings that are actually going to show us exactly what's needed to make that transition and to make that ascension. Okay. The, the, uh, it's like the emotions are, are the guidance. The emotions are the direction. They show us exactly what's what's required of us, what needs to be felt. And then it, it just sort of unfolds automatically and organically from there. And I, um, you know, I've heard you say before uh, this idea that the loudest emotion is the one that's calling for the most healing. Like if we're ever wondering where to start, just go to the loudest emotion now. Do you want to say anything more 
about that? Sure. Yeah. That's, it's really showing up as priority, you know, because there's so many things that are going on all at once. And if we try to address all of them, it can feel really overwhelming. And then we stop ourselves in the tracks. It's like, this is too much. We don't want to do any of it. (laughs) You know, we're just going to sit here and binge watch Netflix. Right. But if you can, you feel like entering into any work that you need to do, you know, knowing that it's manageable if you deal with one thing at a time and focus on the thing that is the loudest, because that's the thing that's kind of like flagging you down saying, pick me, pick me, I'm ready to move. And so when things are showing up ready to move, you know that whatever attention you apply there is going to be productive. But the old, you know, programs say, apply effort and energy to all these things that can't be moved, exhaust yourself, and then kind of give up on life. Like it literally is a very defeating energy of the old paradigm. But especially now we're coming into a place that's very, very productive. And so when you focus on that place that's wanting your attention, know that that's ready to be healed. You just need to apply some effort and attention there. Mm. So I love that. I love that you're using the word productive because that is, is something that I find a lot of us actually have associated with the old paradigm is like, oh, well, this is this linear way. This is the productive way. I don't want to tap into the intuition or go into the ethers or tap into the unknown because that's not productive. So I think even just there's this shift in association that needs to happen for us to even just be open to this new way of being like, what does it really mean to be productive? Is it all about just doing and crossing things off a list? Or is that really not the highest level of productivity? Like, do we need to sort of expand our definition of what productivity even means? And so we can be open to this new way. So I just thought that I love that word alone it, is interesting <laughs> that you use. Well, and even as a bigger, you know, um, a bigger concept, the language in general is shifting. And the way that we have associated with certain words might not be the full truth of that either. It's been, we've been living in a very limited reality. And so just even having that awareness of that, that's really limiting. And I don't want to be there anymore. And setting that intention where I'm open to the expansion that's available to me. I'm open to seeing everything that's ready to be healed. I'm open to ease within that healing. I'm open Mm -hmm. to receiving my full and true self and alignment. That in itself is so productive. And it's not only the affirmations and the mantras. Those are powerful in their own right as thoughts, but as we feel that those, those concepts, those mantras, and we embody them, that's where we make the vibrational shifts. And so when our vibration shifts, we emit a different frequency, therefore interacting with a different frequency outside of ourselves. So the more we practice being what we want to be, that in itself resolves so much of the, the limitation and the old defaults that we're in. And you know, and the ways that you were coming into this, language does not suffice. <laughs> again, for where we're going. So, and who knows, there might even be new language that comes in. I mean, we're seeing new colors and new frequencies and everything is new right now. Um, But to kind of drop off any fear that's associated with something new and different is kind of the work right now. And just claiming, we know that we're moving into a better place because that's the direction, that's the current 
And so I'm going to choose to ride that current and see where we land. And what's so beautiful is we're really connecting with our tribe. You know, think about all the interviews you've had recently and how the resonance of that is, is coming in. And, you know, we're really all just very organically being compelled or magnetized towards finding others like us who can gain understanding. And as we start to accumulate information together, we start to generate that and build. This is forming a different vibrational frequency on the planet you know, just from sharing. And so think about things that are so fun to do and enjoyable to do and how much change can happen that way versus the, the old doingness and the heavy lifting of the old, you know, and it's really such a outdated program. And yeah, speaking so of programs, <laughs> you know, a lot of it has been so much programming from limitation so, you know, knowing that any kind of struggle that people are having in their lives right now is just based on limitation and, and I mean, basically like lies, a lot of illusions and lies, that stuff's not really true. It's only true because you believe it to be. And so if you decide, I don't want to believe that I have this limitation anymore. Instead, I'm going to believe this. And it might take a little bit to shift through that transition, but every single step, micro step that you take in the other direction is leading you more and more into leaning into the other side of things. It's just a conscious effort and awareness that that's possible, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that you started with uh, talking about this idea of openness, like just sort of saying, I'm, I'm open to ease. I'm open to more beauty. I'm open to more abundance. I'm open to richer love, whatever that may be. I think that is a really powerful place for people to start that doesn't have the attachment that affirmations can often have of like, I am in really healthy love when we clearly see that we're not. It's like, I'm open to a new possibility. I'm not attached to the, to the timing. I'm not attached to the how, but I'm willing to stand here and say that I am, I, I see my worth to claim that I'm open to something greater. I'm open to something higher. So we can kind of move beyond some of the resistance that might come up with like a hard affirmation or something. Mm -hmm. um, when we start from that space of just openness, conscious curiosity, um, willingness to, to explore beyond what is here. And I, I guess I sort of want to ask for people that are listening that do feel like they're in that space of openness. They're ready to claim something greater, yet in their physical, they feel like they're still seeing a lot of evidence of this old paradigm. They're maybe seeing evidence of lack, or they're seeing evidence of absence of, of love or the love that they would desire or not you know, effortless health or ease or whatever it may be. So I think we're really being asked as people that are, are, are seeing this and are open to this, we're being asked to go first in a world that hasn't quite caught up yet. So what would you say to the people who are ready and they're willing and they're open, yet they're kind of getting a little tripped up by some of this evidence that is maybe in contradiction to what they're wanting to open up to? I love that you use the word evidence because so much is dependent on the evidence that you seek. <laughs> so <Yes. okay. laughs> a couple of things happen. So as we know, in the, in the creative process, it starts out thoughts, emotions, energy, right? And eventually translates into the physical. So as we're creating a different energy, we can shift our energy like that. You know, we can be in fear, recognize we're in fear and say, we're dropping that off. And instead we're just, we're going to focus on feeling okay. 
And we might not be able to go from fear to complete joy, but somewhere in between, anywhere that you can access above that is a step forward, right? So recognizing um, as you make those shifts, and I've just got like a like a brain dump of all these other things coming in, <laughs> um, so much expansion happening, but moving yourself into a better platform is very helpful. When you are focusing on the evidence of what's not working, you continue to solidify the old evidence in. So even if we've created something already in the ethers, we live in a dense world. It takes a little bit of time for that density down here to shift, to reflect what we've already created. So yes. remembering that we are already there, we've already shifted our emotions, we've shifted our energy. And the more we can consistently maintain that shift, the faster we'll see that come to fruition in this density, in this realm. And it'll move faster and faster because of the way the energy is moving. We have a lot more accessible to us to support that movement now more than ever. So we have the ability to manifest much more easily here than we've ever had before but it's having patience and having trust. I had a client reach out to me the other day and she says, so, you know, I really want to manifest something. Is it good that I say this and I repeat it in the morning, repeat it at night? And I said, no, that's way too much effort. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. Yes. And I said, you know, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you place an order, do you have to flag down your waiter and say, did you get my order? Did you get my order? Did you put my order in? Is my order coming? Is my food? No, you don't do that. You just trust it's coming, right? But the more you can practice feeling it, being in that place already, already having it, you know, it's the shift happens when you're trying to manifest something and you're feeling the lack of it and you attach to the feeling of lack. That's counterproductive. So you don't need to say all the time, I'm manifesting this, I'm bringing this in, I'm manifesting this, I'm bringing this in, you know, because then it's almost like you're still chasing it when you have to apply that much effort. But excuse me, if you find, <clears throat> if you find that that lack comes in, you can replace that with something that better suits your focus and your direction. So if you find the lack, say, nope, I'm gonna deflect that lack instead I'm gonna practice this because we've practiced lack forever. Oh, yes, <laughs> it is, It's a very anchored in feeling. Yeah. So that part might take some effort to shift, but once you're clear and thought-wise what your manifestations are, the next part of that is practicing feeling like it's already, like you're already experiencing it. And that's how you're shifting the vibration of it. To answer your question, I think I got on a tangent. <laughs> totally. And I want to okay. I want to share two things that are coming through for me as well in terms of this evidence piece. And one of them is uh, it's almost like we're we're being asked to start looking for the evidence in the unseen instead of in the physical. So we're so used to looking for physical evidence, like, okay, well, I don't have the money in my bank account, so I guess I'm not wealthy, or I don't have the partner I want, so I guess I'm not worthy of that or whatever. But if we can instead trust the feeling, trust the beingness, trust in the unseen, like if we can find ease in our being now, there's your evidence that ease is, is it just a matter of time until that manifests in the physical. There's your evidence. If you can feel abundant now within you, there's your evidence. Abundance is happening now. <laughs> And there's just so this true. little delay until it gets into the physical. And then I also, I also feel that there's, you know, there's an argument to be made for just making everything evidence that it is happening. Mm -hmm. We can, we can look at the same thing in our physical, just like we were talking about with our emotions, like a, a, a dense emotion can come up and we can make that wrong. 
Or we can say, hey, this is proof that I'm moving into something even, even higher or something greater. We can look at maybe a catastrophe that's happening in our physical and say, oh my gosh, it's getting so bad, I'm at a rock bottom. Or we can say, I receive this. I know that this is the catalyst for something amazing. It's totally evidence that I'm, I am opening to the abundance that I'm desiring, the abundance that I truly am. For sure. And, you know, I love that point too. So many people, when they first start their awakening process and practice, they feel like that means I have to be positive all the time. I got to drop off all the negative thinking and I have to be positive all the time. So yes and no. So a lot of people that I see that are just entering into that quite haven't wrapped their head around the concept end up possibly spiritually bypassing the stuff because it feels heavy. It feels dense. It feels dark, whatever. So you can, you know, really embrace and embody the hard stuff that's coming up. And like what you were saying, you know, I could either come at this from my perspective in two ways. I'm here again. This sucks. This is hard. I hate this. Why is this happening to me? Get into the victim role. Or you can say, whoa, I am totally equipped to move through this big thing that is now in my pathway that is asking me to, to, to heal and to nurture and to move through. So you can still have a positive perspective on the hard stuff. It's not neglecting, deflecting, rejecting, suppressing the hard stuff or walking around it, <laughs> pretending it doesn't exist. It's looking at it and saying, this is in my pathway because I'm equipped to be able to manage it. And I came in here on this path of evolution in order to learn that thing. So I, you know, if I don't feel like doing it right now, I can walk around it, but guaranteed it'll show up again down the path. <laughs> so you can either manage it now and move on with life already, or you kind of, you know, know that mm, it's coming in the future. So I feel like it, when things show up, we're ready for them to show up. And when you can remember that part of things, it makes it so much easier to work through because you know that you're already set up for success, you know? And even if it feels like you epically face plant, you know, and you're like, what was that? It's just humanness. It's just being human and going through the experience, going through the mess, going through the chaos and knowing that, you know, you're going to come out. Okay. Pretty much unscathed on the other side, but it's like just to move through it, knowing that you're going to be okay. at Your deepest core helps to kind of move through that stuff a little easier. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so happy you said that piece about the human mess, because in all of this, one of the things that we get to do is still dance between our spiritual soul self and our human self. Yes, we're ascending. And I think we're starting to identify more with soul in a sense, yet we still get to experience all of that ascension through the human vessel. And so the more we can be willing to embrace everything that the human experience entails, it's just going to be a better experience for us. And, and we're, and we're going to really get to go that much more fully into it instead of being in this resistance where we're only available for these 10 emotions and the rest we don't want anything to do with we're going to be um we're, what we don't realize is that we're actually limiting our ability to feel even the things that we want to be feeling because we're just in this total space of resistance and rejection mm -hmm. so and honestly oh, sorry go ahead. <laughs> no no just i'm just i just think that point is of, about embracing the human mass is just is so important in all of this ascension work and often is overlooked. There's a lot of bypassing of the human experience, I find. There is. And I also see that there's um, the other kind of default that we can tend to dive into is lifting out of the body 
and creating up there. And it's easy in the ethers, you know, because that's our kind of our sole playground. And so for many of us, I know myself included, I spent a lot of time up there, <laughs> you know, so to come back in, it's like, whoa, is that comfortable there? Um, but what the, the point of this kind of, you know, linking back in and embodying things is we are living in this realm and so if we truly want to manifest here, we actually have to kind of be present here, <laughs> you know, so we can create all day long in the ethers, but until we're actually coming in, embodying that, it's not going to be created here in this realm. So the more we can feel comfortable within our bodies, which means heal the stuff that's stuck, which means address the things that don't feel good. You know, if you're getting into struggle, start to, you know, have the curiosity of mind and heart to say, what's going on in there? And not to be threatened by it or intimidated by it, but to say, I know there's something that's trying to get my attention. Let's give it some attention and address it and see. So then it's even more comfortable to be within. But you're right. If we keep ignoring and neglecting those pieces, we can't fully embody the kind of reality that we can create here if we just decide to come back in. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to touch on as well, this kind of go back to this piece of identity. Uh, you mentioned the word victim, and I know there's a lot of these old paradigm identities as well that, that we've grown to know so well, and we've lived with for so long. And I think this is a really big piece that can really prevent us from ascension, from uh, experiencing what we truly want to desire is that there's so much personal identity wrapped up in like the victim or the martyr or the girl that can't find a man or whatever the identity is. So what do you, what would you say to people who are having trouble kind of moving beyond these identities of self mm -hmm. in the world? Yeah, I think that every every part of our path that we're on is very serving in that moment. And so if you find yourself being in a way that, that doesn't really feel good anymore, it's okay to evolve beyond that state. But even from an energetic perspective, when I'm moving out parts of the old, um, we don't ever, you know, burn them down and say, get out of here. It's really an honoring process to be like, I know that this served me once. And I know that I place this here out of protection or whatever that was. Um, but now are you ready to retire that piece? You know, so let's retire that. Let's offer gratitude for everything that that part of you has served and see what wants to come in instead. And so it's almost like evolving or allowing the evolution of those parts of self too, and not necessarily identifying or attaching to that part, but recognizing it's been there, it's served me in some way. And even, you know, people that like to meditate or journal, you can say, how has this part served me? Because a lot of times when we can gain the wisdom of the experience, we can much more easily let go of why it was there in the first place and the experience of it, because we've taken what we needed, which was the wisdom of it. So there was something that, you know, for instance, the, the, woman who you know, doesn't feel loved or whatever, what part of that is ready to be surrendered? You know, is that part of the old that kept you safe from something that maybe, you know, created trauma in the past? Are, can you come into a place of safety? And again, from the energetic perspective, you know, if I see someone has created a, a, a mode of protection within their field, you can't just move it out until you remedy why it was there in the first place. 
So if someone isn't feeling safe, you can't just energetically strip that protection away from them because they will grip onto it even harder. So you have to say, okay, so this was placed there out of protection. How can we bring in safety and security first? And then once you align with that thing that you're lacking, then everything that you've built around you to, to you know, protect yourself or whatever can then just easily and very organically let go. So, you know, check in with what are, what am I lacking? Can I embody that? Can I bring that in? Can I become that person? And there's a transition, you know, it's like when you think about childbirth, transition is the hardest part of it because it's intense. <laughs> it's building into something else and you can't really do anything that's productive yet. You know, it's, really intense. So transition even through, you know, the evolutionary process is kind of that way. It's intense. <clears throat> it's uncomfortable. But to recognize, you know, this is as bad as it's going to get and I'm doing okay and managing this, I'm I'm okay. I can keep moving forward. So you kind of release that intensity of um of the transition. And then you can allow yourself to move through it much more gracefully too. But a lot of people, when things start to get hard and confusing or overwhelming, they end up withdrawing and contracting within and basically it's kind of being paralyzed within that place and they stagnate there. So remembering, you know, this might feel a little intense. I'm just going to embrace that intensity and, and know just it's going to flow through me and I'm going to be okay. I'm just going to keep moving. And then when you release that grip, all of a sudden you feel a sense of relief in your field and you're like, yeah, I got this because you're not congested within all that stuff anymore. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's almost as if like the more, the deeper we're willing to go with the intensity, the bigger the relief is going to be like how willing we are to go there fully is going to clear up that much, free up that much more space within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And remembering you're going to be okay. That's a big part of things. You know, a lot of people feel a little bit intimidated to get into the work because they're not sure what to expect. It feels intense. It feels maybe dark, but remembering that we have been programmed to be intimidated to get into the work. That is the old paradigm of energy that was keeping us small, keeping us stuck and keeping us from those parts of self where that stuff is starting to clear now. And we're, we're, you know, coming into this illuminated place of saying the inner work is good. It's, it's nurture, nourishing, it's nurturing, it's, it's healthy, it's healing. So all of those old programs are also starting to lift. So even getting into the work is a lot less intense now. So we can look forward to that as we continue to step into the new earth energy, where it's not this scary place like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm gonna you know, poke in there and I'm not going in there. You know, That's part of the old programming that we're also dumping off. Yeah. And you know, something that's been really, really cool for me to just observe is in my parents' generation and in my grandparents' generation, there was so such a deeper level of resistance to doing this work. And so it's really been a gift for my family for me to sort of lead the way with this. And, and, and now there's these kind of cross-generational healing that gets to happen that, um, that wouldn't have been possible even just five, 10 years ago. There was, it was a total like, hush, hush, don't go there. Like, don't rock the boat. Um, and it's made all of us that much, that much closer as a result. So that's been really beautiful as well, how we get to bring this into all of our relationships and our, our family as well. Um, and I wanted to ask you, 
we've been living with all of these programs. We've been living under different delusions and illusions for so many years and so many generations. What is the process for actually discovering our authentic truth, whether that's who we are or what's true for us in terms of how we be and you know what qualities we want to carry into our life? Does that make sense? Like how it to does. actually discover what yes. that is for us? That is such a good question. <laughs> and I think we're all really moving through that right now in ways that, um, you know, we're definitely able to see ourselves more clearly now. And I'll use something that I'm, I just recently went through as an experience, which I think totally applies to your question. Um, I've been studying human design. I'm fascinated by human design. Yes. And I'm a manifesting generator. And I was looking at the personality um, types. And I don't understand all of it. I'm just starting to kind of, you know, branch out into this, but it was a 4323. And I looked that up to see what it meant. And they said, basically, it's genius and freak. And I was like, what does that mean? And um, based on my energy, it's being a manifesting generator, we're meant to step into the new to usher in the new so other people can then follow like that's literally the mission which when i heard that i thought oh that resonates i've always felt that way i just didn't understand that that was actually a part of my energy in such an innate way so for me just studying human design has helped give me so much more insight as to something i already knew within myself but to find some framework to that really was beneficial and then with the 4323 part, um, basically it says, because I get so much information much earlier than what uh, the general population might, when I speak to some to people, a demographic or an audience that isn't ready to hear it yet, I can look like a freak, which has been most of my yes. life. Because I'm always trying to illuminate people and talk to people about these things that are so clear to me, but they're like, you are freaking crazy. We don't have no idea what you're talking about. And it's just kind of weird. So throughout my lifetime, I've kind of withdrawn giving all the information of what wants to come through because yes. it just felt like the audience wasn't able to receive that yet. And so within knowing this part of myself, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've been focusing on the wrong people. Why am I focusing on the ones that are in resistance to receiving this versus really coming into speaking to my authentic audience, right? So when you talk to people who are ready for it, you can step into your genius point and feel more like yourself. Because when we're doing something that is, you know, creating a contraction within us, that's not authentic. So it literally is just shifting that one perception from people who, who aren't ready to hear yet to people that are, and therefore I can find my own truth better. So I encourage people to go within, go inside, you know, figure out who you are at your core. For me, energy is everything. I mean, that's my life. That's my work. That's everything. So for me to understand my own energy more really has given me so much clarity as to my purpose, who I am as a person. And you can feel when you receive information, if something hits and resonates or if it doesn't, you know, so I always encourage people to trust their intuition, take on the things that really feel true and you can explore those deeper. And I love, you know, throughout my, my kind of channeling practice, I opened up to channel in 2011 and channel was coming through so quickly that I would miss a lot of it. And even like when we were talking before, I was like, I don't know what I just said five seconds ago, because it just comes through. I'm feeling this whole interview. <laughs> so <know>. much here. 
<laughs> I know. So we're, we're so up in the ethers. So I started having to write and journal through channel because I couldn't remember what, what all was coming through. So I would start to ask questions in my journal and then just channel the answer. So anybody can do that. You know, just ask questions, anything that you are wondering about, start to ask even, you know, who am I feels like a really big question, but who am I? And then just start to write, see what comes through. I'm a mom, I'm an energy healer, I'm a whatever. And then just let yourself follow that in to go deeper and deeper and exploring modalities like human design and all these other things, having some energy sessions, seeing, being able to see what's happening in your own field is so big. And clients that I work with, when I read their energy and I tell them what's going on, they're like, oh my God, that's exactly how I've been feeling. I just couldn't put words to it. I couldn't put form to it. So it's like having some information from, you know, maybe some observer's perspective, somebody that's not so close um, that, and you know, when that, when that information resonates or not, that can be so helpful because when you can see where you're blocked and you're like, oh, well now I know what to do with it because I can see it, right. you know? So I think any kind of modality that people are drawn towards and feeling compelled or inspired towards I would absolutely recommend following that and just seeing, you know, what you can extract from that. And again, simply having the intention, I want to get to know myself better. Awesome. See where you're led. You know, it can really be that simple. It doesn't need to be all the complex things and forms of ways that we used to do things. Mm -hmm. The human design, one of, I think it's greatest assets is that it's really here to show us who we authentically are. It's one of the reasons that I've been so drawn to human design. It really is so validating for people who can feel so different or so isolating. It's like, yes. no, there's actually a whole group of people that share this with you. So mm -hmm. it's, it's validating. And it also kind of shows you that you're not alone. There's a whole subset of people that share this with you. So it's mm -hmm. such a beautiful body of work. And for anyone listening, we did, we do have an episode on the show it's kind of an intro to human design. I think it's episode 33, somewhere around there. So if anyone wants to go check that out and dip their toe in, I definitely recommend that. Um, and I also just wanted to say that I, I, I totally agree with just this very simply getting to know ourselves more fully. I think alone time is so essential right now. There's so much noise. There's so much chaos that just being alone can create profound uh, change in our lives just from knowing who we are. And then it's really about trusting what we're getting, trusting what we're drawn to, trusting what feels true for us, trusting what we desire. Uh, that's how we're going to know. That's how, you know, we have to trust what's what we're experiencing, even when the whole world seems to operate differently. We have to say, mm -hmm. even though they're, this is the way that they've chosen. This is my truth. And I stand behind that. I feel the truth of that. I, I feel the knowing of that. And I claim that, and that's, that can feel really bold mm -hmm. and, uh, definitely super edgy, but that is, I think, essential, especially as kind of early adopters of some of these new ways of being. Mm -hmm. And I love, love also that, you know, within finding a community, because a lot of us that have come in here with, you know, sensitivities and all of these kind of weird things that not the norm didn't exhibit, it can feel very isolating. And it can feel like I remember feeling that as a child, feeling very suppressed in my gifts, because 
no one else was talking about that. And I felt like there was something weird. Now you, you want to be accepted. So you try to fit in with the norm, but always feeling off and not like yourself and like there's displaced parts of yourself. And so to really claim those parts back in that, that we have maybe rejected of ourselves and just coming into a full embodiment of who we are just through intentions and allowing that to happen and then see where you're led from there. Because the more you are within your wholeness, the more you will draw in situations to support that wholeness. So a lot of times we might try to go outward to change things out there, but ultimately the ease comes when we change things within, claim things within, practice those things. And, you know, writing or meditating about what's in the way of that. You know, do we need to see anything specifically to work on? What is what is the obstacle or the, even the perception of an obstacle? Because even obstacles are just an illusion. <laughs> you know, it's our perception that it's there. And if we say we're in a healed state, we're already there. If there's anything that needs attention, it'll, it'll let us know. But otherwise, so much of it is just a creation of a, of a limiting belief system that doesn't even really exist in our truth. You know, so when we start to really claim our truth, all of a sudden the clutter dissolves, the congestion dissipates, and we're left with this wide open space that we can see clearly what we feel drawn towards, you know, but it, it is just the more inner work we do, I think that the closer we get to just feeling good and claiming feeling good and claiming our wholeness, you know, that's what a beautiful way to spend the day, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and not having to deal with all the stuff. And there's so much chaos and, and mess outside. I love that you brought it back in to really pay attention to how much you're engaging with the outside world and how that makes you feel. Because if you're engaging in that way and you feel drained or frustrated or angry, check in with that and see, do I need to be engaging with that? That really doesn't feel that great. And I've learned, you know, through personal experience and through a lot of clients where if you're born into trauma, sometimes you don't know that that doesn't need to exist, you know? And so you're, you're continuing to surround yourself with more things that cultivate that energy of trauma. Um, so when you can recognize this doesn't feel good and that's all you need to know, this doesn't feel good and I want something better. I'm, I'm, you know, moving in the direction of something that feels better, feels more aligned, more supportive of me, you know, and then you can drop off all those, you know, the outside chaos and mess and expectations of others and things like that. Yeah. It's, it's like coming back to the part of you that knows something greater is truly who you are and what you're here to experience. Cause there is always a part of us that knows beneath all of the clutter and whatever's happening around us. It's always there. And that's again, why this piece of just embracing alone time, being spending more time with self in meditation, journaling, quiet time is so helpful in just coming back to that part of us that knows. And I just, as we're kind of wrapping up, I did want to go back to this piece. You know, you mentioned the word geek and your human design and, you know, the importance of kind of finding community. And I definitely just want to expand on that a little bit because this past year, as I've been getting more and more awareness of what's really happening on the planet, it's been really painful. And I've lost a lot of friends and had issues in my family from people that are just not seeing at the level that I'm seeing. And it's been ex extremely 
extremely difficult and painful to be like, I know this, this is my, you know, I, I see this so clearly, I know exactly what's happening here. And to, to just take all of the, um, to receive judgment or attack for that and kind of not knowing, you know, how much to speak about something or not wanting to offend people. And so then we conform or we hold mm-hmm. back or we resist what we know. And so it, it is, um, it's a process of just continuing to trust in self. It's a process of, you know, resiliency. It's a process of being willing to be the visionary, to go first, to stand for what we know. And the community is so helpful when we can find other people that are seeing what we're seeing. It's mm-hmm. validating. We can, um, we can just not feel so alone in, in what we're, um, in where we're at. And of course, I think that just amplifies the mission. It amplifies the ascension as we team up with, or, or come together with others that are that are operating at this level as well. For sure. I mean, I, I feel you. It's been a really frustrating process and my warrior has surfaced and all fighting against the injustice and, and how do we help and save all these people? And, you know, when you get out of that kind of hero, um, victim, perpetrator role, that triangle, (laughs) which is again, part of the old paradigm, the old density. And we realize it took me a few months to get out of the frustration and needing to wake everybody up and, and all the censorship and all the stuff that's happening. It's, it's very, feels very unjust. And I was meditating on that for a long time because I was like, what is my purpose? If it's not to help these people and make sure that everyone's okay, what is my purpose? And it really challenged my own sense of self as well. And what I realized was that was the transition. That's like part of 4D of the transition from there is someone that's harming someone else and and the savior, all of that. But when you come on the other side of that and you realize that every single person here has signed up for the exact experience that they're having. It's like, oh my gosh, that's so relieving. I don't have to pull and yank those people off the path that they're on because of what I think they should be doing or what I think they should know. It's such an ego game, right? But when you really honor that person signed up to go down that pathway for whatever reason, the lessons that they need to learn reside on that pathway. And they don't need to understand my path and I don't need to understand theirs. I just need to honor it and hope that they can do the same for me. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to um, not engage with conversations about people that have a very different belief system because I've seen energetically what happens is when you try to illuminate someone who's, who's not ready to hear that information yet, there's a program that contracts them even deeper into their belief system. And you can feel that resistance amplifying, right? When you start to talk about it. So I've learned, okay, you're there. All right, thanks for letting me know. And we don't talk about it you know, so kind of picking where that serves you. And, um, and really that leaves so much freedom for us to walk our path because we're not trying to, to drag people kicking and screaming to where we think they should go. <laughs> Cause we're like, you're, you're exactly where you need to be. And that's awesome. Yeah. Do that, you know? And I feel like that's more of the, the unification of the 5d of Ascension and really seeing, um, that everyone's exactly where they're meant to be. And that's good, you know? Um, but it took me, I still struggle sometimes. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I can't watch certain things because it triggers the frustration. I'm like, okay, I'm not supposed to walk that path right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so well said. And it's, um, 
yeah, I, I really feel that the, 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 t our timing as well, like we have to just honor everyone's timing. You know, it took me however many years old I am to, to get to this space. And if it takes someone another decade, that's okay. Just like you said, they sign up for the experience that they're having. And I, it, it definitely is in leadership, just going back to what you said, even earlier in the conversation about, you know, who are you talking to? Are you talking to your biggest critics? And are, are you holding this energy of convincing? I need to convince you that I'm right. I need to put this on you. I need to, I need to make you believe me. I need to wake all of you up. Or is it just like, this is, this is what I do. I'm here for those who are ready. If you're not, that's okay. Um, you're going to attract, you're going to keep attracting who you're talking to. So are you talking to your biggest critic or are you talking to people who are like, I get it. I'm with you. I don't even need the explanation. I'm there. I'm feeling what you're, what you're talking about. And I'm, I want to sign up for this or I want to, I want more of this. Yes. I mean, think of, try, try this on for a moment. I have nothing to prove. Like what? <laughs> you have nothing to prove. You don't have to prove that you're right, that these concepts are true, that any of that even exists. I have nothing to prove. And when you drop that off of trying to meet other people's expectations, trying to convince them, trying to do the fight, all that craziness, it's like, you can just unpack that and just be. And the more you give yourself permission just to be in that, then the more you automatically reach your, your true demographic, ones that are compelled, you know, and in that similar frequency that are moving in the same direction that we want to move in. But we've been distant from our tribe for so long that we're like, oh my gosh, that exists. We can do that. We can speak to other people like us and, and they understand us and we can all move together and play in this new world together. Like, that's awesome. That's where we're moving into, but it's just been very foreign for us. So it is something that we kind of need to practice and play with and assimilate to because it's just very, you know, part of the new. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's just really interesting as well. Like watching as people fall away, like it could almost trigger this old lack of, well, who am I going to connect with? But then at the same time, as people that are no longer aligned have fallen away, I've like never felt more connected to people, even though logically I'd think, oh my gosh, who am I going to, like, who's going to be in my circle? If I, if I really own my truth and be all that I am, but it's amazing. Like, how the alignment, even though it seems like there's less people, the right people will come in and you'll feel more connection than you've ever felt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a deeper resonance because it's, it's kind of um, charging something that's deeper within you. That's also connecting to something deeper within that person. And you're like, oh, that's the sweet spot right there. That's where it feels that connection, that alignment, that resonance, that truth. And when you can be in other people's presence that also hold that truth, you're like, oh, it just feels good just to be. We don't even need to do yes. anything. It's just that beingness just feels really nice. Um, and it's very satisfying where we're not chasing that because I feel like we, we crave that because we know at a soul level, it exists for us and it's meant for us. And so we've been trying to pull in maybe all of these people to try to get that satisfied. But then when you have your, your true tribe around, you're like, oh, I'm good. Nothing to chase, nothing to need, nothing to want, you know, I'm good. <laughs> and you just feel whole. I mean, it's such a different way of being. It is. It's, it's. Truly a different reality, like quite literally it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for, I, also for anyone listening, it's 
be patient as well. This is a really big, things can happen quickly and it's a massive quantum shift that is happening. So a lot is gonna be changing and there's no right or wrong time. There's no right or, or wrong how of how this all happens or comes in. So patience, enjoy the process, embrace every, every aspect of the process. Gina, I think we could, we could probably talk for three more hours. There's so much that could come through. So I want to be respectful of everyone's time and move into a closing question that I ask everyone on the show to just sort of wrap up everything that we've talked about. And the question is, if you could tell either your younger self or those that are listening one piece of advice or just one closing message to conclude this conversation, what would you say? Mm, I think um, what everyone is moving through right now is just giving yourself permission to be anything that you choose to be. You know, we spend so much time living for other people's expectations and doing things that we, you know, should or supposed to do. And it's just really distancing ourselves from true sense of self. So I think full permission just to really honor your needs, um, honor your desires and be able to move unapologetically in that direction and just see how that feels. Because the more we all can do that, the more we honor ourselves, the more we honor everyone else around us. You know, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's such an easy process. It's, it's, um, it can feel complex if you haven't done it before, but coming into, I'm honoring myself and my, my true sense of self and just take that on, try it on and move in that direction with full permission and just see what happens. I think that's probably the most beautiful thing we can each do right now. And what a gift, right? That as we honor ourselves, we get to honor others even more fully. And that's mm -hmm. totally a shift from the old way of if I deplete myself, I honor others or vice versa. That is absolutely not the truth. And we get to just receive mm -hmm. that we all get to thrive together. Yes. Yeah. And I'll add one more little part of that is it used to be opposite ends of the spectrum. Like you're either selfish or you're self-sacrificing, you know, you've got to pick one or the other and that's the old paradigm, but we're coming into this place now where neither one of those is true. And there's a new truth in the middle ground where I can be honored and honor everyone else at the same time. So it's such a, it's like, oh, that feels so much better <laughs> to be in that place of, of the middle ground of everything's being honored. And so yeah. I would encourage people to also challenge those old belief systems and, and see what's really true now, because a lot of it um, from the past programming just isn't. And um, just asking, setting intentions. I just want to see, you know, the truth more and more as I'm ready and see what comes through for you. Yeah. And this this idea of like highest good for all is, is, is available and possible in every dynamic, whether it's in partnership, mm -hmm. in, you know, parent child, in uh, business with client, like coach and clients, like whatever dynamic is there, we get to mm -hmm. dissolve this old way of one person's thriving, the other struggling and come to that um, middle ground. Like you said, in every dynamic mm -hmm. it's available mm -hmm. everywhere. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jean, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to explore your work um, or just check out all of your beautiful content. 
Yeah, I do have a website, jeanatman.com. Um, I have a blog on there. I haven't written for a little bit just because I've been creating more videos on YouTube. So you can also find me on YouTube. Um, and I just, you know, drop little insights and epiphanies and helpful collective consciousness tools and things like that on there. Usually the videos are, are pretty brief um, just because I know everybody's busy. Um, and I also have a free training on my website, how to stop limiting beliefs from sabotaging your future. And it is more of a step-by-step just to bring, give the mental body something to work on. <laughs> um, and I also introduced an online course called Limitless. And within that course framework, I help people sort of dismantle all the old rickety foundations of what we've grown up with, be able to unpack all that stuff, see where the lies, the illusions reside, and be able to build into much sturdier, um, truthful foundation of who we actually and authentically are. And then I get into things once we built the new foundation, I get into money blocks, abundance blocks, blocks to love, and all the other kind of extraneous experiences that we have, um, which can become a very different experience if we're operating from a sense of wholeness and a, and a, and a more sturdy foundation. So I also introduced the Limitless course within that framework. So yeah, I encourage anybody to check it out if, if my work resonates. Um, I also offer calls with my my people just because I really like to be a, an active participant in their journey and be able to answer questions just because the work is pretty new for some people. So I always like to kind of offer that support to the people that would like to work with me. Well, wonderful. Everyone who's listening, Jean's info will be linked in the show notes for you. Jean, again, this has been just so great to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I love the, the in-depth discussions and connecting with tribes. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you enjoy this show, I would love so much if you subscribed and left a five-star rating and review. And if you liked this episode, be sure to share it so we can spread this mission together far and wide. You can connect with me on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch and head to goddessbrandco.com for show notes and ways to work with me. Sending so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.